beautiful writers. Welcome back to my channel. And as you can see, today I'm in the kitchen because we're going to be mixing up the ingredients for that perfect scene. Each scene needs to be bursting with reading flavor. But first, if you've watched my videos, please, if you like them, please tap the subscribe button and the notify button and give it a thumbs up. Thanks. So back to crafting a yummy, delicious scene and the necessary ingredients. Many writers on Facebook or critique groups, you know, they, they show their scene, their first five pages, and they all want to know, is it good? Is it okay? Well, you know, is it okay? Okay is never good enough. And in fact, good isn't really good enough. Each scene needs to be great, full of delicious yumminess. If the reader loves it, they love the scene, they want to read to the next scene, and the next scene, and the next scene. So my answer to is my scene good or is my scene okay is, what's the purpose of the scene? Wait, what? You don't know? Then what's it doing in there? If you can't identify what a scene is doing in your novel, in your story, who does? Then it doesn't maybe belong in the story. Seriously. Do you have a friend or a relative who tells a story and it goes on and on and on and they veer off from the story down some other kind of different story and sometimes you're like, get on with it already. Or at the end of the story you say, um, what was the point of that story? Yeah, don't write like that. <laughs> don't write your scenes like that. I hate when people wag their fingers. I'll try not to wag my fingers. No, I don't like that. Especially when I'm driving and people wag their fingers at me. Yeah, no, I don't like that. So what does belong in a scene? There's a lot of scene lists on the internet. They're all good. They can call things by different names. They can even be specific to genre. And like cooking, which is why I'm in the kitchen today, there's a lot of different ways to bake your scene, to mix up your scene. So here's the scene list I've compiled. Yours may be different. You may need to add things or you know, you figured you weren't doing something. And I've included the list in the description box below. So get ready to mix up a great scene. Here are the ingredients. The first is tension, tension. Tension is that element in a novel that evokes emotions like worry, anxiety, fear, and, and stress in both the readers and the characters. Now, don't confuse tension with conflict. Conflict is when something or somebody or someone, someone or somebody is the same, is stopping the main character from getting what they want. That's conflict. Conflict involves some kind of stake for the character. 
anything from something like a primal like a primal need in life like like living surviving okay or a loss of reputation it could be you know something they don't want to happen that would be the stake that would be the conflict okay tension is the emotion that that conflict brings the next ingredient is action somebody is doing something and we're not necessarily discussing like an action scene you know where somebody's running or jumping or chasing okay we see a lot of that in action movies but some character has to be doing something even if it's like elizabeth bennett sitting around and drinking tea with lady catherine de okay remember to use active verbs there are many scenes where it's all in the main character's head i've seen that a lot you don't really have any action what we think of as action but that's because the action is going on up here in the main character's head the next ingredient is a link to theme think of it this way can you apply a theme to each of your scenes and i know people sometimes have trouble with theme they say my theme is love that's theme is love is not a theme it's a topic you need the rest of it to go with the theme it could be something like the power of love or the pain of love, the power of perseverance, the struggle to succeed, importance of friendship, the pain of unrequited love. I mean, there's a million themes, okay? But does your scene have a theme? And does it resonate with the overarching themes of your novel? The next ingredient is humor. Even serious books, horror books, horror movies have a bit of humor in them. Don't believe me? Watch a scary movie. There's sprinklings of humor throughout. Why? Think of it as a roller coaster ride, okay? So part of the fun of you know, going downhill is you climbing up that hill and reaching that very top. That's part of the momentum. If it's all downhill, it gets old. That adrenaline kind of, kind of fades after a while. Nobody can sustain that adrenaline. All uphill gets tedious, and all the twists and turns kind of make you sick. So for the total roller coaster experience fun, you need all of those things. And humor kind of helps you break up some of the moments, some of the emotional, deep, heavy emotional moments in your novel. What happens ultimately with sustained levels of emotion is that our body just kind of grows numb and you don't want your reader growing numb with that sustained motion. That's why it's good to throw in a little bit here and there. The next ingredient is characterization. Every scene ought to reveal more about the character's desires, their emotions, that you can reveal some backstory, short little snippets. This can be achieved through dialogue, action, their thoughts, appearance. Click on my video on characterization if you need a refresher. Another ingredient is a pivot point. A pivot point changes the character's directions. This can be in the choice that they make, an unexpected action, perhaps a new character comes in, maybe it's their conscious 
begins to nag at them. Maybe they made a bad decision. They, a mentor comes in, they're betrayed. There's a lot of, or they just did a very bad, bad thing. There's a lot of ways to do a pivot point. And I actually included below in the box a great article that offers tons of ideas on pivot points. The next ingredient is emotion. Now I see lots of Facebook posts that discuss that I don't know what my character is thinking. I don't know how they're feeling. Um, that's your job. Seriously. It's your job as a writer to convey that emotion, to know what that emotion is. It's your character. You're the God here. You're, you know, that's kind of the fun about writing is you're like the God. <laughs> so not only do you need to convey that emotion, you need to show it. You need to show it. Remember, that's all the showing, not the telling. You know, the simple things, a furrowed brow, a clenched fist, a flinch. There's so many different ways to convey emotion. So think of it this way. If you don't know what your character is feeling, how do you expect your reader to? And if they can't identify or feel or understand what your character is feeling, they're not gonna connect well to the character or to the story. Emotion, for me, is one of those things that I work on in a second and third draft. Uh, my first drafts are always crap. Um, it's just me trying to get the story out. So I, what I try to do if I'm doing the first, when I'm doing the first draft, if I know exactly what they're feeling is I drop in an emoji. And then later I will take that emoji on the second, third draft and craft it into a showing of the emotion. Because sometimes when you're working through that first draft, you don't quite know, you don't, your, your character isn't fully fleshed out, especially in the beginning. Usually by the end, your character is full blown and we'll discuss that more. It has to do with the ingredients. I don't want you to confuse emotion with um, melodrama, much different. You're not, it's not a Spanish novella. Well, unless you're writing a Spanish novella. <laughs> The next ingredient is depth. For me, the first draft is superficial, but it's subsequent drafts where I go for the depth of emotion, for character, for plot. And there's many ways to convey this depth. You can do it with imagery, with setting, and thematic links. Dialogue, there's a host of things. Depth also includes discovery. That is discovering that there's more there there plot, the characters, the setting, the, the conflict, it's expanding upon all of those. It's creating more layered, nuanced characters. In a sense, it's finding more there there. Another ingredient is worsening. Things have to get worse. Something, something must get worse. This also will amp up the tension. The next ingredient is plot points. You're going to be moving up the plot, okay? That beautiful plot arc, okay? You're taking another step in moving the plot forward in some way. If it's not, what's the scene doing there? It ought to raise the stakes and increase the tension. Now, raise the stakes. I know we're talking stakes and I'm hungry for a steak, but I've said this before and raising the stakes is easy to envision if it's like a life and death kind of thing, usually in action novels, 
murder mysteries, some those genres lend themselves naturally to raising the stakes. But for me, I'm not writing those novels. So I found that for me, I include what the stake is for the character when I write a my character charts. That way I am crystal clear and I think of one for each one. I really don't start a second draft until I am clear about what the stake is for every single character. And it, like it's not necessarily life and death, but it can be as simple as, you know, not wanting to live a life of quiet desperation, right? It could be of not being one to get sucked into an abusive relationship or not being belittled or maligned or being fired. It can be a multitude of things. Next ingredient is character arc. Now stay tuned next week when I will discuss character arc. You can see how all these things kind of fit in together and that's what makes writing so difficult and easy at the same time because once you have all of those elements and you see how they kind of weave weave in it kind of like oh I got what I have to do now the next thing you want is imagery that's things like taste touch sound sight smell and organic imagery and organic imagery is hunger thirst fatigue pain that would be uh, those would be examples of organic imagery try this next time you watch a movie or tv or have a netflix and chill day pay attention to the close-ups a skilled actor will reveal a lot of nuanced emotion with their face notice also how they end every scene it's always a wait what's gonna happen okay there's it's always filled with a little twist um a little surprise i am your father luke i'm pregnant Okay, you see kind of what they do. You need to be doing those things in your scenes. Also, notice how much conflict there is in movies and TV shows and the books that you read. There's interpersonal conflict between people. There's intrapersonal with yourself. There's cultural, gender, age, political, familial, societal, religious, legal. You get the picture a tons of different kinds of conflict. A lot of discovery or when you, you know, you're crafting your novel involves discovering all these different kinds of conflict and integrating them into your novel. Here's an example of a conflict. Willow says, Buffy, I'll go to help you fight the demons. Buffy says, no, I can do it myself. Buffy says, no, the hell beast will kill you. Willow, guess what? She goes anyway. And what do you know? It works out in the end, which shows teamwork, the importance of teamwork. Or if it's not the end, it gets worse, which means we still have 15 minutes left in the episode. So I listed the 12 ingredients. Do you need all of them for every scene? Well, the more you have, the more solid your scene will be. I'm a, I try to get in as many as I can. Think of it this way. And this is another reason why we're in the kitchen, okay? Every grandma has a, their signature dish. And no matter what you do, you cannot exactly achieve exactly that signature dish 
even though she gave you the ingredients, even though you watched her cook it and mix it. And even though she might tweak it here and there, it always tastes like grandmother's secret signature dish. If you try it yourself, something is off. And yeah, it could be grandma's love, but usually it's something else. My children love my chocolate chip cookies. I don't know why, it's what I follow on the back of the Toll House, you know, package. They said, we can't duplicate it. It doesn't come out the same. I'm like, it's the Toll House package. But then I thought about it. No, no, it's not. Because I add more flour, I add sea salt, I use really good vanilla. Sometimes I have to add a dash of this or that, and that's not really on the ingredient list. So, oh, and butter. I add gourmet butter. So even though the ingredients are the same, I've added my own little tweaks that don't necessarily go into a recipe. So writing is a lot like cooking. It's a little bit of this and a dash of that, and you know the basics. A writer makes it their own. It's called style. If you like this video, please click the subscribe and notify button and give it a thumbs up if you liked it. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Now go out there and dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.